The Sloss Sports Show on Anchor.fm, weekly episodes highlighting and breaking down the biggest stories across sports. Make sure to keep up with the latest episodes and breaking news on Twitter by following at Sloss Sports Show and keep up to date with the latest breaking news around the NFL. The official site of the show, knoble87.wixsite.com slash Sloss Sports Report. And now, here's your host, Cole Noble. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Slaw Sports Show. I'm your host, as always, Cole Noble, a.k.a. Slaw, back here at 10 o'clock on a Friday here uh, for this week's episode of the Slaw Sports Show. And last week, we had Miles Garrett join the show as our special guest uh, last week. And this week, we're bringing back a familiar face. We got Matt Laguza going to rejoin the show, host of the From, uh, host of the, From the Bench podcast. Uh, so he's going to be joining the show to Today and uh, for today's episode, we're going to be breaking down uh, the entire NFL schedule um, and just give our predictions of how we think the NFL season is going to go and what, you know, the records, uh, our record predictions for, you know, pretty much all 32 teams, ranking them in their division and pretty much just establishing what the playoff picture is going to look like in our, in our opinions. Uh, so let me go ahead and go ahead and here. Welcome in Matt Laguza. So, Matt, what's going on, my man? Nothing much. Doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And it's, you know, great to have you back on the show. You know, you're doing a lot of great stuff yourself. You got the blog started up, and then the show is just continuing to, you know, produce episodes just like we are over here on the Saw Sports Show. And you guys are uh, doing a lot of awesome stuff over there. Yeah, no, it's definitely, you know, end of the school year. It gets a little difficult, especially when you've got two hosts at two different schools. Communication can be a little difficult, but now that we're both back, getting ready to go, starting to get some big things and hopefully get things rolling over there. Yeah, so Matt, before we get started uh, talking about this NFL schedule and talking about some football stuff, first and foremost, I want to give my sincere condolences for your New York Knicks. Just a moment of silence. Yeah. (sighs) You know, Trey Young, he's a good player. I hate him. I hate him a lot, um, but, you know, I, I really can't be upset because, you know, I didn't even think we were going to come close to the playoffs, and the fact that we were the four seed, we were able to get a win in the playoffs uh, at home in front of the home fans and everything, it's amazing, and, you know, just have a big off season. Dame or Kawhi, come to New York, you know, we need you, um, and come back strong next year. We want the rematch. Yeah, and see... Uh... What superstar, you know, the New York Knicks are going to land this offseason? Because this year made a huge push in general, like you said, just getting back into the playoffs, getting, you know, fans back in the seats um, in MSG, getting, you know, some playoff basketball for the New York Knicks fans. And to see what superstar is it going to be that lands in New York this offseason, whether it's Damian Lillard, who they already reached out to, Kawhi Leonard, if he wants to leave L.A., Zion Williamson. If he wants to leave the New Orleans Pelicans, bring back the Duke boys. Yeah, bring bring back the uh, bring the gang back together. Um, so that, I mean that was a great series, and so far we've had a lot of great series. And you know, according, you know, even especially last night, Devin Booker taking down LeBron James in the first round for the first time ever in LeBron James's career. That one uh, was a treat to watch. And of course, tomorrow my Milwaukee Bucks take on. The Brooklyn Nets and the Big Three in Game One of the second round. I'm excited about that one. That's going to be a great series to watch. 
in my opinion. But Matt, today we're going to be talking football and Let's talking go. about the NFL. And both uh, both of us went through the entire, what is it, 272, I believe, game schedule every single game of the entire regular season and pretty much predicted who we think is going to win each game in order to give us some records and give us, you know, division rankings, playoff picture set up, you know, who's the seeding orders, um, and also who's going to end up getting the first and overall pick um, in the NFL draft in, our, in you know, our opinions. Uh, so let's go ahead and, you know, I want to kick things, let's go ahead and kick things off um, with the NFC North. Because just okay. a quick disclaimer, we're going to throw out there the two biggest names in you know the NFL world right now and throughout the entire offseason has been Julio Jones and Aaron Rodgers. And you know we both came to a consensus with Aaron Rodgers that we're just going to predict that he stays, predict that he ends up showing up to training camp and starts week one as a Green Bay Packer and plays another full season. So just go ahead and disclaimer that uh, we have Aaron Rodgers staying. And for Julio Jones, what what are your what are your thoughts on Julio Jones? Just thinking about the season predictions and how you projected this uh, season upcoming. Well, I'll tell you two things for sure. He's out of he's out of Atlanta, and he is not going to the Cowboys. So that that we know for sure. Um, but no, they're I, he's definitely out, and he's one of the most coveted wide receivers in the NFL, top five in the game, no question about it. And any team's going to be happy to have him. Now, in my opinion, I think the two be- three best suitors for him right now would be San Francisco 49ers, Seattle Seahawks, and the Tennessee Titans. Now, out of those teams, the Tennessee Titans are the most desperate for a wide receiver. A.J. Brown doing the recruiting, say he'd give up number 11. That would be the perfect place for him. Because right now, we'll get into this later, obviously, when we talk about it, but I don't have the Titans winning the their division. I have the Colts coming out on top. If they get Julio Jones, that's a completely different story because they lost so much of their passing game. They really only have A.J. Brown left. Um, so Julio Jones is going to be a top priority, and they got to throw everything they got at him. Yeah, so when I did uh, my projections, um, same as you, I have Julio not with the Atlanta Falcons, and that's pretty much a given uh, that everyone you know really knows is that he's not going to be in Atlanta. Uh, but I mm-hmm. was torn of where I think Julio was going to go because he can go anywhere. Um, you know, yeah, all the teams. Well. I'm pretty sure the only one I've heard of that's out of the running is the Rams, and the entire NFL. And you know that makes sense given you know their pick situation the next you know two to three years. Um, just not having first round picks. They don't want to give up any second and thirds, obviously, without first. Um, so, any team still up for the table. Uh, Patriots, they mentioned in there as well. Uh, but definitely 49ers, Titans, you know, Ravens, even as well. Ravens, yeah. Uh, could be in the market. So, it's different, you know, difficult, excuse me, to project where I think Julio Jones is going to go. Uh, but I would say definitely. San Francisco and Tennessee were my top two, in my opinion, of where I could see those two going. And, you know, I'm just projected both of them to potentially have Julio Jones. That hopefully will make some sense when we get to it. Uh, But like I said, let's go ahead and start off with the NFC North. And like I said, we're projecting Aaron Rodgers stays. So based on that statement, the Green Bay Packers 
pretty much look like the favorites to win the North again, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no, I, I don't think there's really any question about that. With Aaron Rodgers in that lineup, there's no question they, they're going to win this division. But I will tell you one thing. It's going to be a lot closer than it was last year because the Minnesota Vikings last year, don't know if they're going to be great, but last year was a fluke. They're not going to be as bad as they started. They're going to get back on a better foot. Justin Jefferson, second year. They still have Adam Thielen. Obviously, Dalvin Cook is there. Uh, Kirk Cousins is going to be better. I hope he's going to be better because as much as I make fun of him for not being able to win primetime games as he is the most mediocre quarterback in the NFL, he is a good quarterback. He has the ability to do it. He has the weapons there to be able to succeed, and he's shown that he can do it before, and I think he's going to do it. They'll come in second in the division uh, behind the Packers. I think they're probably going to have nine, ten wins, something around there. They could possibly reach a plateau of 11. That's, That's my plateau. I have them at 10. Their plateau is 11. Um, Interesting. It, it's all going to come down to Kirk Cousins' play. Yeah, and Kirk Cousins definitely is going to have a spotlight on him. I don't know if you saw the Panthers Confidential uh, that came out, you know, just their YouTube video of what, you know, they collected during, you know, the draft weekend. But the first night of the NFL draft, Minnesota did call Carolina for the number eight overall pick for Justin Fields. Uh, but ultimately, Carolina didn't like the return package put together and didn't make the trade. And as we all know, selected J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. But then Minnesota later in the draft went and got um, Kellen Mond. So, you know, didn't get Justin Fields, but still ended up drafting a quarterback. And that's going to put a lot of pressure, in my opinion, on Kirk Cousins this year. Just those two factors of, well, we wanted this guy and still settled for this guy. You know, Kellen Mond, arguably the best one out of that second tier group of quarterbacks um, that was, you know, outside of the first round um, of the NFL draft. But with the Green Bay Packers, just, I mean, last year, top seed in the NFC. Um, this year, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, you know, they look like potentially a better team. You know, Bacciari's, you know, all of these scouts right now and reporters at Packers camp saying that. Bakhtiari looks like a you know running stallion. I mean, the guy's back to running down the sideline, not fully obviously back to practice yet, coming off a torn ACL he had on New Year's Eve. Uh, but Bakhtiari, he might suit back up as early as week one, which would be huge to have him back on the offensive line. And, you know, the offense looks to be pretty much the same. Um, we're returning a lot of guys, you know, at the wide receiver position. We're bringing in Devin Funches, bringing in Amari Rogers that we just drafted. And really the only thing we lost on the offense was pretty much Jamal Williams, but we'll get a heavy dose of, you know, Quadzilla and the quad father and AJ Dillon. Uh, so I'm excited to see him get it, you know, a full season workload behind Aaron Jones. Um, so we're with the consensus and we'll pull up uh, here the divisional rankings. So consensus on the Packers winning the NFC North, correct? Yes. And record wise, I think we had a consensus too, right? 12 and 5? 12, yep. 12 and 5 for the Packers. All right, so we'll put that in here. Packers at 12 and 5. All right, and then here, uh, so second in the NFC North, I had Minnesota, and mm-hmm. obviously you had them uh, as well, but you're leaning more towards potentially a double digit season. Yeah, I just I double checked again. I've got nine and eight, not I have the plateau of ten. 
Okay. The record is nine and eight for them. Okay. So I had seven and ten. I'm not okay. high um, on the Vikings as you are. Um, just mm-hmm. I don't think that defense is there quite yet. I still think they're pretty young and you know suffering. You know, it's happens the last two years that they suffer yet another big injury on defense. I think that could set them back. I also think Mike Zimmer could be potentially on a little bit of a, you know, warming up seat. Not necessarily a yeah. hot seat this year, but definitely warming up, um, in my opinion. And Kirk Cousins, we know what he does under pressure. And, you know, in those primetime games, he has a whole season, like I said, to be under pressure. But you said nine, uh, nine wins. I said seven wins. You just want to agree to disagree in the middle ground and say um, an eight and nine season for Minnesota? Sounds good for me. All right, so the Vikings. We got here coming in. Well, having a little. Issue. There we go. Vikings. Eight and nine coming in at second. So I think this is an obvious one for third place in the NFC North. It's got to be the Chicago Bears. Definitely not going to be the Detroit Lions. Uh, How do you think the Bears season is going to go, Matt? You know, it's it's definitely interesting because obviously when the Bears signed Andy Dalton, they told him he's going to be the starting quarterback week one. And there's a lot of skepticism because we see Justin Fields go out and show out in preseason and uh, rookie camp. He could possibly win that starting job. Now, for argument's sake and when I was going over this I took Andy Dalton as the starting quarterback and I have them losing their first three games of the season but week four because of that Justin Fields comes off the bench and starts week four and that's when they start winning I have them going six and eleven um I think that's a little on the high side there um but I do believe that they can get to that uh, number if Justin Fields does turn out to be the steal of the draft um, with that pick. I mean, I got to agree with you. I see the same thing. Uh, first three weeks of the season, they are at the Rams, home against Cincinnati, and then at the Browns until they finally get a home game against Detroit. So I agree with you. I think first three games they drop. Uh, with Andy Dalton, and then week four, I think Justin Fields officially gets the reins against you know a terrible Detroit team at home. That'd just yep. be a perfect game uh, to the finally perfect have them place come to in. start. Off. Yeah, just yep. I think that's just the perfect uh, scenario for Fields to come in and take over. Um, and then, so I I see them winning a lot more games toward the tail end of the mm-hmm. season. You know, they got Minnesota, Seattle, Giants, and then Minnesota to end the season. I have them going three and four in those final four games. So I see seven and ten. Okay. In, you know, a potential here for the Chicago Bears. I like that. I like that. Because, like, they have the tools. They've got one of the best defenses in the NFL. They've got a great offensive weapon in Allen Robinson, obviously, and some good secondary options like Darnell Mooney. If Justin Fields turns out to be the guy that people think he could be, there's no question that they can reach that level. Okay, so finally here we got the Detroit Lions, obviously last in the NFC North, potentially being one of the worst teams in the entire National Football League this season, in my opinion. And it's going to be a tough stretch. I mean, I got, you know, 
seven straight games. I have them losing the first seven games of the season before they finally get a win against the Eagles. It's just how I projected it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I got the schedule here right next to me. Um, it's going to be a tough season for Jared Goff and especially, you know, Dan Campbell in his first year as a head coach. Yeah, there's no question about it. The Lions are going to have another tough year. And it gets worse because this time they don't have Matthew Stafford to bail them out. Now, I feel bad for Jared Goff. I really do because he's gone from Sean McVay and the Rams to the Lions in Detroit. Yeah. Um, don't really have anybody. It's very sad. Brashad Perryman is their number one receiver right now. And trust me, as a Jets fan, I know what that's like. I've had to deal with that last season. Um, but no, it's going to be a tough uh, season for them. I have the same thing, them getting their first win at philadelphia i have them finishing at three and 14 yep uh, i think they will get a couple wins in there jared goff i'm hoping jared goff does something because like his career is over once he's in detroit but i would like him to do something just kind of prove that he still had something in the tank um because he was the number one overall draft pick he had the potential he just didn't pan out and uh just very disappointing so yeah i have the same thing just three and 14 you know they got some games late um, that I had just Denver, Atlanta, two games I think that you know potentially you can get something put together, and that one of those two games will be a game where Dan Campbell just comes out and just lights up a press conference and is just as you know ecstatic and you know hyped up as always. I mean, we've seen what he is already, you know, before playing a game. I can't wait to see Dan Campbell after a win during a dreaded season. So that's our NFC North. Matt, now let's go to the flip side in AFC North. It's going to be a tight division, especially if Joe Burrow comes back with Cincinnati and lights out the NFL next year, which could be possible. Um, you know, offensive line still, in my opinion, is not completely revamped for a Joe Burrow breakout uh, this soon. But this division, the Pittsburgh Steelers still kind of can be in the mix. Um, you know, just see what happens with that team. But they brought back all the pieces they need. Um, it's just all really lies on Ben Roethlisberger. And then obviously the Ravens and my Browns sitting up at the top. I get- so, Matt, this is going to be a controversial one. And then I'm going to agree with you on it if, you know, we're both in agreement here. Who do you got taking home the AFC North? I got the Browns taking home the AFC North right now. The, the big only Browns thing win the division. Yes, sir. The only thing that could possibly change that decision is if Julio were to go to Baltimore. That is the only thing. And even then, I would still probably take the Browns over them. I just think they have a better overall team than the Ravens do. And I still have faith in Baker, my boy. He's going to get it done. He had his best season last year. Let's top it this year. Um, no, I love the Browns team. They had one of the best draft classes this year on top of that. They filled all of their needs really in free agency. Uh, the one questionable move really was Jadavian Clowney. That's the one thing there. I was just kind of like, you know, add an extra edge rusher. I get that. Um, maybe he can revive his career. We'll see. I mean, if adding, um, if adding a former number one overall pick is the most questionable yeah. move you made in the exactly. offseason. Exactly. So I definitely have them going up top. I got them going 13-4. and four. Strong season for them, uh, and I got the Ravens just behind them at twelve and five. Wow. Okay. So I got them going. So I definitely uh, agree with you on Browns winning the the division in a very tight race. 
um, with the Baltimore Ravens. Just Cleveland, I think, all around is going to get much better offensively and defensively. I mean, defensively, they're going to be stacked. I mean, I think they're stacked on both sides of the ball. They have one of the most stacked rosters, I think, in the entire league. Uh, But defensively, with Joke at linebacker, Jadavion Clowney and Tack McKinley coming in off the edge with Miles Garrett. You got Greedy Williams coming back at corner. You also drafted Greg Newsome at corner with Denzel Ward at corner. I mean, that's not even talking about the safeties, but the Browns defense looks scary enough um, and formidable enough for an NFC North style of defense. But just the offense, the return of Odell Beckham Jr., um, you know, hopefully get him healthy back for a full season. You get Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt back in the backfield. You also could add in Demetric Felton in the backfield. Yep. You can put him at receiver. Now, that could be a steal right there. In the he draft. could be a steal, just a multi-purpose weapon for him. And Anthony Schwartz out of Auburn, the wide receiver they drafted, could be one of the fastest players in the league. Put him in, you know, on a couple plays, um, especially you know some heavy passing down plays. Put him in instead of a David Njoku to stretch the field with Odell going to be hard really to guard all these guys that they now have uh for kevin savansky in that offense to work and start implementing the rpos start implementing the play actions it's gonna be a tough and you didn't even talk about the running backs you didn't even mention nick chubb and kareem hunt there best running back duo in the league exactly so it's gonna be on baker to make it work with all these weapons uh last year we really saw him turn it on uh toward the end of the season and make that playoff push um last year but see if he can really put it together first part of the season second part of the season and playoffs this year that's gonna be exciting to see as a uh, you know for all the cleveland browns fans out there so you said 13 wins for the browns i had them sitting at 11 and 6 winning the division uh so we'll go with uh the in between there for the browns and give them 12 and 5. If you're okay with that. Yeah, works for me. And then Ravens will have, like we said, right behind them. And, you know, we just want to give them 10 and 7 or 11 and 6. Which do you feel? Let's go 10 and 6. 10 and 6, yeah. 10 and 7. Oh, yeah, 10 10 and 7. 10 and 7, you're right. 17 games. 17 game season. Got to remember that. So, but yeah, I think even, you know, that's the safe pick you know even if they don't get julio they're still gonna be in that double digit range uh got rashad bateman coming in um on the offense and just lamar jackson's lamar jackson we'll see if he keeps turning it on next year and has another you know phenomenal year even like he did in 2019 uh winning mvp and i'm excited for jk dobbins as well he's a guy that's you know not talked about enough for what he did last year and i'm ready to see him uh, you know, go up a next level and, you know, start pushing that narrative a little bit more of that running game outside of just Lamar Jackson within that offense. Yeah, there's no question about it. J.K. Dobbins is going to have to take another step because at some point the league is, no matter how good of an athlete Lamar Jackson is, the league is going to figure out how to stop him at some point on the running game. And if you can add that extra uh, tier in there with J.K. Dobbins. If he can start to dominate, if they can open up holes for him, that's going to open up so much more for this offense, especially with how they performed on the passing side of the game last year. It was not great, especially at the beginning of the season. 
Um, if J.K. Dobbins can start getting going early, that'll open up, especially for guys like Rashad Bateman, because Rashad Bateman is going to be key, especially if they don't get Julio, because Hollywood Brown is just not a number one receiving option. He's not. Rashad Bateman's going to have to step up big his rookie year and take a big role early if they want to really get and try to compete for this division. Yeah, 100%. So outside the Browns and Ravens, Matt, who comes in uh, right behind them in the three spot? I got the Steelers coming in at three. I've got them at seven and ten. Uh, they're just not going to be as good. They've got Big Ben as quarterback this year again. Not really their smartest move, in my opinion, especially with the amount of talented quarterbacks in this draft. I think this would have been the year. It was either going to be this year or last year. The last two years have had extremely talented quarterbacks coming out, and it's been very deep. Next year, it's really only the top of the draft class that's going to be big for the quarterback position, and it's still not really going to be close to the level of the last two draft classes. So I think it could be a big mistake if he does not play like his old self uh, because they've got all the tools they need to win right now. Yeah, and it's, I mean, the really only scenario you can think of for the future of the Steelers is that Dwayne Haskins is going to be their franchise quarterback looking long term and that's sad in itself to even think about if you're a Steelers fan so I think this is the year they start taking you know the growing pains and the steps backwards definitely not going to see an 11-0 start to the season like we saw last year out of Pittsburgh so Cincinnati Bengals I I have them too coming in um, fourth again in the AFC North Uh, but record wise I have them at 7-10. and 10. I do think they make a little bit more of a leap with Joe Burrow, uh, but I think they fall behind uh, just because of their you know, divisional record against these other three teams. I have them um, the same record as the Steelers, but end up getting fourth. What, what do you have you know, projected for the Bengals' record? See, I still am not high on the Bengals. I don't think they did enough. They didn't do enough to protect Burrow, obviously. Um, and on the defensive side of the ball... They made some additions, but they're still not great. I have them going 5-12, and 12, definitely on the lower side. I could see them getting up to that 6-7 to seven win mark, but for me, everything has to go right for that to happen. Uh, Joe Burrow's going to have to stay healthy. He's going to have to have a much better season than he did uh, last season because even when he was healthy, obviously he didn't have the same weapons as LSU. He didn't have the protection, but he didn't play great as well. Uh, so Joe Burrow is going to have to take a big step. The offensive line is going to have to protect him and the defense is going to have to make stops because otherwise I see them coming down, obviously fourth in the division, but I could see them going four or five wins. All right. So we'll again, meet in the middle here um, at six and 11. Just, I think Burrow, you know, they got a pretty decent schedule. I think he can put it together, you know, against an Andy Dalton, Chicago bears in week two. He's got the jets, got Detroit. Um, Whoa. I'm down with the Jets there. I'm just saying, I'm, I can see it. Um, you know, a growing yep. pain game potentially in week 14 against the 49ers, potentially a Trey Lance game. Um, I, yep. I can see that as a growing pain game uh, for Trey Lance. And they dropped that one. And then, of course, week 18 against the Browns. It's a week 18 game, last game of the season. Browns may have potentially clinched the vision by that point. Uh, so they can, you know, rest everybody, and I can see the Bengals squeaking one out there. So we'll we'll meet at six and eleven. Definitely not a good year again. Zach Taylor could be on the hot seat after this one uh, with another, you know, bun season again and top draft pick. 
for what would be the third year in a row uh, for Cincinnati. So now let's you know switch to the NFC West. In my opinion, still going to be the best division in football. Just yep. looking at my projections, I have every every team finishing three and three in the division. They you know a complete split all the way around uh, for these four teams. Just equal amounts of wins, equal amounts of losses um, against each other. But Matthew Stafford and the Rams, it's too good to pass up. Uh, so I do think, and I think you agree, uh, that they win their division. Yep, I am pulling for Matthew Stafford. He was my first ever football jersey. I loved him. I don't know why I got a Lions jersey. That was probably my first mistake. But Matthew Stafford, I'm really happy he's finally on a good team. Uh, he's hopefully, he, I think he's going to be the MVP conversation, really. Uh, with that offense, he has the ability to do that. Um, but for me, I have all four teams in this division going over 500. So, it's going to be tight. The Rams are still going to come out on top. I have them uh, at 13-4, and four, uh, winning the division. Um, but I've got... All the other teams are extremely close, ten and seven, with the Niners, Cardinals nine and eight, and Seahawks nine and eight. Okay, so you got Rams thirteen and four. I got Rams twelve and five, and because of the division, I have them actually behind the Packers. So I'm gonna leave this one up to you here, Matt. Which one? Which one do you think? Hold on, I gotta think about this. I like the Rams, but I'm going to give you the Packers because I have faith in A-Rod. Right. I have faith in him. So I, guess, I have faith in A-Rod. So go 12-5 and five with the Rams, but because of the division record, um, end up getting the, yep. I'm going to say three seed, but we'll get to that uh, when we get there. But right behind the Packers in the NFC uh, conference. So who do you have behind them? Because this is where it's going to get interesting with this side of a division. I have the 49ers. Yep. I've got the 49ers as well. Okay. And obviously, it's going to be interesting with their QB situation, what's going to happen, because if they do end up going to Trey Lance at some point in the season, he is going to have growing pains. He is. And you mentioned that, you know, with the Cincinnati Bengals, when you're talking that could be a game they could possibly get. Late in the season, they could possibly start dropping a couple more games. If that happens. Uh, so right now, as I said, I have them finishing at 10-7, and seven, uh, coming in second. I think they're going to have another good season, make the playoffs, uh, you know, the top team, because they're getting a lot of their players back. They're still going to have one of the best offenses, and obviously a top five defense in the NFL. Uh, one of the best pass rushes, no question about it, uh, second place in the division. Okay. I had nine and eight, but I can see definitely a ten and seven, especially if you know beginning of the year Jimmy Garoppolo comes out hot, but then you know tails down, uh, you know loses a couple straight, and then Trey Lance comes in and Trey Lance comes in hot. Definitely could see a double digit win season. Yep. Um, so who do you got on the tail end? I have Seattle, um, but do you have Seattle or Arizona at three? I have Arizona at three. Um... I don't know. The end of the season for Russ last year, just, I didn't get it. And obviously it's going to change because there's a lot of things that can happen. Uh, Julio could come to Seattle. Never know. 
But I think Kyler, as much Baker Mayfield is still better than Kyler Murray. I'm going to stick to that. But I think Kyler's going to have a big year. He's going to come back. He's obviously got Nuke. He added A.J. Green to that mix as well. I'm hoping James Conner has a back bounce back year in the backfield there. I think they're going to be strong. And I think they're going to come out on top. It's going to be very close. I have them finishing with the same record. Um, but I think the Cardinals do get that third spot. Okay, so you got them at uh, 9-8? Yep. 9-8 for the Cardinals. Okay, I can see. I can definitely see Seattle regressing next year. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, you talk about the you know second half of the season burnout that team had. Um, I can see that continuing this year and the frustrations just returning and continuing for Russell Wilson. And the Cardinals, you know, they had a lot, you know, adding J.J. Watt to the mix now. And Cardinals were on the, you know, right there with the final two weeks of the season, lost out in the playoffs. So I could see them, um, you know, putting things a little bit more into shape for them this year, but definitely will be close with Seattle. So you want to say the same record with Seattle, just finishing right behind them? Yeah. Right, That's so, what I have. So Seahawks nine and eight as well. All right, so now AFC West. I'll go ahead and uh, put this one in here for us. Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs. They're gonna win it. Yeah. I there, there's no question about it. They're they're the best team in the NFL. Yeah. They've got Patrick Mahomes. They've got Travis Kelsey. They've got Tyree Kill. They have the complete package, and no one's been able to stop them except the Bucks. Except the Bucks. Um, but no, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to continue to dominate. They're going to win the division. I have them at sixteen and one. I think they're going to have a huge season once again. Obviously, that is a very high mark, but they don't have a strong schedule. Their two toughest games, in my opinion, are the first two weeks of the season: Browns and Ravens. I have them losing week one to the Browns and then winning 16 straight games. Now, the other games, obviously, Buffalo week five, that could be difficult. Tennessee, if they end up getting Julio Jones this offseason, I don't know if they can win that game, but that's going to be more competitive than what I have at right now. Um, There's obviously room for them to lose, but right now, I just just don't see it. All right, so we'll go, I'm going to go with a 15 and two here. Um, just because you say Browns uh, could be a loss in week one and then a Ravens a tough game. I'm going to say the Chargers sneak one out okay. against the Chiefs. I mean, in his first game in the NFL last year, Justin Herbert thrown in because the starting quarterback was punctured in the lungs before kickoff. Justin Herbert took the Chiefs to overtime and came up just short of beating him. So, full season under his belt now and no longer thrown into the fire. I could see Justin Herbert pulling one away from the Chiefs. And just that second loss, you know, could be Buffalo um, in week five. It could be Cleveland in week one. could be Green Bay in week nine. Uh, So, I'm going to say 15-2 and uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I assume the Chargers are number two. Chargers taking a big step. I have them getting a winning record, 10-7, and seven, coming in strong. I think Justin Herbert, we saw him last year. He was just unbelievable uh, for a rookie. He's got the weapons that he needs. He's They made some improvements to the offensive line. They got a new head coach, which is huge. Uh, so I think Justin Herbert's going to take a real big step, and the Chargers are going to come out with a strong team, make the playoffs, 
I don't know how far they'll make it there, but they will have a shot. Yeah, I think the Chargers are going to be one of my favorite teams in the entire National Football League next year. I can definitely see Mike Williams and Keenan Allen both going over 1,000 yards. I could see uh, Austin Eckler, if he's fully healthy for a full season, I could see him going over 1,500 you know, all-purpose yards, receiving and rushing. And that defense, with Brandon Staley coming in, with Joey Bosa, uh, with that entire defense, you got... Um, you know, you kept Chris Harris Jr. You lost Casey Hayward, but kept Chris Harris Jr. Drafted Asante Samuel. You're getting back Derwin James. Yep. All of that to work with who I think will be one of the top defensive masterminds in the NFL next year in Brandon Staley. I really love uh, what the L.A. Chargers are putting together. And that offensive line is going to be a very good offensive line now that you add in um, Rashawn Slater in the first round and you also add in Corey Lindsley. You know, one of the top centers in the league. Um, adding them with Brian Balaga. It's going to be a great offensive line for Justin Herbert, and I'm really excited to see this team take that next level next year. So at three, I have the Denver Broncos at seven and ten. I think Drew Locke finally has his year this year. Gets the full offseason, full OTAs. I think he beats out Teddy Bridgewater for the job. Uh, once training camp starts, he's you know, makes that next step. And just that offense and you know gets back on the same page. The defense stacked at corner, stacked in the secondary, bringing back Vaughn Miller. I think there's a lot to like with this Denver Broncos team. So I got them at seven and ten. Do you are you uh, in the same agreement with Denver at least I, at three? Yeah, I agree. Denver three. I had them at six and eleven, but I like the seven and ten record. They're a young team. Drew Locke, I've loved him since before that he was drafted. Great quarterback. He just needs time to grow. And people haven't been getting them that. They've got a young team. Look at their receiving courts. One of the youngest in the NFL. They're all starting corners, quarterback, uh, wow, wide receivers. Wow, that was tough. <laughs> um, but no, they're a very young team. They need time to grow. They're going to get there. And I think this is the year that they're finally going to get there. Now, it could all change if Aaron Rodgers comes in. Then at that point, I've got them at like 10 and 7. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, no, I have them at 3, 6, and 11. But I like the 7 and 10 mark as well. Yeah, and um, you, I mean, you got Cortland Sutton coming back from injury. That's going to be huge in itself uh, for Drew Locke in that passing offense. That's secondary. I mean, adding in Patrick Sertain in the first round, he's still going to be like the corner number three or number four to start yep. on the depth chart in week yep. one. That is a very underrated unit in the entire National Football League is the corner back position of the Denver Broncos so this team's a lot deeper I think than people are giving them credit for Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams could be a sleeper running Javante back duo um, together so the Raiders uh, we got them last and record wise uh, what are you looking at for old John Gruden and the Vegas Raiders see this is tough because for the Raiders we saw them last year they were up and down I could have them anywhere from five wins to eight wins and it right now i have them at six and eleven uh they're just losing out to the broncos based on divisional record there um it, it's gonna depend on how it goes they obviously got rid of a lot of their offensive line they made the questionable decision to draft alex leatherwood in the first round per usual with gruden making a questionable draft pick um but i i don't know obviously Derek carr he's gonna be the same guy he's gonna put up decent numbers uh, they've got a decent receiving core. They still don't have that number one guy, though. They're going to have to rely on Darren Waller a lot once again. And that defense, it, it has improved. 
and that's going to be the key for them. They're going to have to score. The defense is going to have to keep the games uh, low scoring because the offense, I just don't think it's good enough to be able to win games consistently. Yeah, and I had the Raiders at 5-12, and 12, um, and this year is the make-or-break year for the Las Vegas Raiders. And just in general, because you look at the contract that they gave John Gruden, it's coming here now at the second you know, half of that, con- uh, that second half of that 10 year contract. And this is the point where he really needs to make something. He needs to at least make the playoffs with the Raiders. And I think that they go five and 12. And this is the year that the ownership decides to tell John Gruden, um, either do something with him, move on or make him blow it up and rebuild and show something with this, you know, final second half of his contract. Yeah, the next offseason could be a big one for Vegas. A lot of players could be on the move because if this year doesn't work out, I there's re- if they go 5-12, and 12, I, there's not going to be enough improvements in the offseason next year to boost them up, especially with the Broncos on the way up, the Chargers on the way up, and the Chiefs all there. They're, they're going to be stuck in the cellar. And if they don't do something quickly, um, so I, I think it's going to be an, end up being a rebuild after this season. Yeah, I'd have to, I mean, I think that's definitely going to be the case. So now let's go to the NFC South. And again, this one's going to be an easy one here, Matt. The defending champs have the best roster in football. There's no other way to describe it. Buccaneers take it home again with Tom Brady. Yeah, there's no question about it. I have them going 15-2. and Uh, So that's the same as what we have the Chiefs going. They brought everybody back. (laughs) Like they're the Super Bowl champs. Tom Brady got hot in the second half of the season. He got used to his new team. He's going to bring that in this year and now start hot. There's no question about it. Buccaneers could challenge the Chiefs, the best team in the NFL. They've got a better defense, in my opinion. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, but as of right now, I've got a rematch in the Super Bowl between the Bucs and the Chiefs. So. Yeah, I'd definitely like to see that one get rematched uh, with Kansas City with a rebuilt offensive line so tampa bay easily number one number two could be an interesting one i think in this division i got the saints uh but what are you thinking i have the saints as well and the saints were difficult for me because i really don't know what to expect uh i was struggling i had them anywhere between seven and ten wins really this season depending on how it goes i ended up going with the first I have them going 7-10. and 10. I I just don't think they're going to be able to pull it off. I Drew Brees was that offense with Alvin Kamara. He was. Taysom Hill, if they start him at quarterback, they're not going to have a great passing game. They're going to rely on the running game. And if James Winston starts and he doesn't come out throwing 20-plus touchdowns and hopefully he doesn't have another 30-30 season, um, but they're just throwing it up in the air with the quarterback position. The most important position on the field, they're just kind of throwing it up there and hoping it hits. So, obviously, if it works out, I see them getting 10 wins. If it doesn't, 7. They're going to be somewhere in the middle, but they are going to come in uh, second in the division. All right, so, again, I'll meet you in the middle here. We'll do an 8-9 and uh, for the Saints. I see Jameis being the starting quarterback week one and holding on to that. Uh, really throughout the rest of the season. I think this could be not really a break or, you know, just a comeback year for Jameis Winston, but I definitely feel like he's not going to suck. 
uh, with the yeah. Saints. I feel like he's going to be a very serviceable quarterback. Um, you know, I wish you know New Orleans had a bit more uh, weapons on offense. Adam Troutman, I think, is going to do great as their tight end, and will be the you know the Rob Tunyon of this year's tight end group. Yep. You know the breakout tight like end. It. Just you know how OJ Howard was you know treated in Tampa Bay, and Jameis Winston loved him at the tight end position. I think Adam Troutman was groomed really to be that guy. It made sense with the Saints, you know, cutting Jared Cook, and you know Troutman looks to be like that guy to take the reins um, at tight end, and just you know you you know there's a lot of credit uh, being taken away from the Saints with Drew Brees leaving, but I still think there's a lot of credit to be given uh, to Sean Payton. And see what he can do uh, with this team without Drew Brees. Because I mean, he what went undefeated the last two years without Drew Brees, I believe. You know, maybe he may have lost, um, you know, a game maybe with Taysom Hill last year. But I know he definitely went undefeated in 2019 without Drew Brees uh, with Teddy Bridgewater. So I do think this team will be kind of in the thick of things this year. Uh, so number three, do we get the Carolina Panthers? I do. I have them in number three. I have them with the same record as the Falcons, six and eleven. I just think they're going to do better in the division. Again, I hate to say this, Sam Darnold's going to come out hot. He's going to he's going to win Week One against the Jets. I will be at that game. I will be there wearing my Sam Darnold Jets jersey. I will be there. If I've already made this bet, I told you about this. If Zach Wilson throws th- three plus touchdowns and less than two interceptions, I will buy a Zach Wilson jersey right after the game. No questions asked. But no, I think Sam Darnold's going to have a huge step up. He's got a much better receiving core, much better offensive line. Uh, I He's not going to be like a great quarterback, but I could see him throwing 20 to 25 touchdowns and less than 12 interceptions. So obviously this is going to be more of like an in-between year. So he's going to kind of have like his sophomore season kind of thing uh, where he's improved. And then hopefully the next year he'll... Uh, really take off because I think he does still have the potential to be a great quarterback in the NFL yeah I think I have Carolina going seven and ten I feel like that defense uh this year is going to be able to take that step and end up being a proven unit in the NFL I mean they're adding a lot of veterans now uh with you know the young players they already had from last year I mean we all know entire draft class last year of all defensive players this year go right back to it and take J.C. Horn in the first round Dante Action Jackson, the name that slipped my mind during our draft show at corner as well. And just that entire defensive unit, Jeremy Chan, put him now at safety. Now that you have Hassan Reddick to play linebacker, Brian Burns and Derek Brown on the D line. I think this team is going to be a lot better than people think they will, but I still have them in that kind of mid, you know, top of the mid ground there. So I I have them seven and 10. I think that's a group, you know, I like that. yeah, I like that. Um, as a spot for Carolina so last we got the Falcons and like we said at the beginning we're projecting Julio Jones is gone so with that being the case I think Atlanta ends up being a bottom team in the entire National Football League and I have them going three and 14 and we got to switch this one here with Detroit they are three and 14 as well not three and four but three and 14 I think for Detroit uh, for um, the Atlanta Falcons, and are we in agreement with that one, Matt? I like that. I have them going five and twelve, or I think I think it was five and twelve, because um, you know obviously they're going to be losing Julio, but Cal Pitts, he's going to be a weapon, and 
They've got their new offensive coordinator, uh, uh, sorry, new head coach, Arthur Smith, uh, running that offense now. Um, so I, I don't think they're going to go as low as three wins. I think we could probably meet in the middle there at four uh, for this, in my opinion. Um, okay. But, you know, it, it's not going to be fun for Falcons fans. I'll tell you that. And I think, in my opinion, five is like a peak for next season. That is, if everything goes right, they get five, maybe six wins. Um, but no, it's not looking good for the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, and even with Kyle Pitts coming in, hopefully potentially being that uh, big guy, big target replacement for Julio Jones, I'm still skeptical of that defense. I still don't oh, feel like yeah. they're fully all together. Um, losing you now their defensive coordinator, loss of defensive-minded head coach, and they're still terrible with that last year. Not really adding any of that back this year. I'm still skeptical um, of that Falcons defense and don't think they'll be able to put it together to even keep them in a lot of games next year. And without Julio Jones in that offense, I don't know if their offense will be able uh, to win those games um, whenever their defense gives up a lot of points as well. Uh, but I like the consensus here agreeing at 4-13 and 13, um, on the Falcons. So now AFC South, uh, speed through it here. What are we looking at? So I'll tell you right now, I've got the Texans at the bottom of the division. No question about it. I don't have them getting a win. Uh, 0-17, I think the only win they could possibly get is Week 17 if for whatever reason. I don't even remember who they're playing uh, Week 17. Um, but the only possible chance that they have getting a win is if that team is in the playoffs and they're arresting their players. Yeah. They them. just don't have Yeah, I have them getting one win, so we'll go 1-16. I think they lose okay. uh, the final week of the season against Tennessee, but I have them winning yeah. um, against Jacksonville. I think they pull one out <laughs> against uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. I could see um, just Tyrod or Davis Mills. <laughs> now I could see like an early uh, Tyrod Taylor game, um, not week one, but you know Tyrod's still there. Uh, week fifteen, which at that point is an early game, uh, but I could definitely see them uh, taking one out against Trevor yeah, Lawrence. Yeah. That could be you know one of his down games. Of his rookie season, um, so I got them definitely in last one in sixteen. Um, so we got Jacksonville. I had them at three. Uh, do you agree? Yeah, I had them at three as well. I've them getting five and twelve. Okay, so five and twelve. I had six and seven. So meet in the okay. middle. Go. Or excuse me, uh, seven and ten. Um, excuse me. So we'll go a six and eleven for Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, and Titans at second. We're yep. in agreement there. Yep. I like that. All right, so Titans here. I have them nine and eight. I think that there's I have them a little bit of hiccups um, with the offense early on, um, without Arthur Smith. Not you know yep. saying they don't get Julio Jones weak wide receiver room. Uh, so I think there'll be growing pains of really getting that offense back on track, but they'll eventually get things together. Um, in my opinion, just a little bit too late. Uh, when I look at my bracket, so go nine and eight. So that means the Colts will take it with Carson Wentz, and I have twelve and five uh, for the Colts Ooh. and Carson Wentz. I've got them at ten and seven. I, I think uh, Carson Wentz is definitely going to take a step up from what he did last year. I just think it's going to take him some time because they don't have like the number one weapons at wide receiver. Um, actually, Julio could be an option. Don't know where he's going yet. 
Um, but I, their defense is going to carry them, I think, uh, in my opinion. Carson Wentz is going to have a better year, but I, I have them going 10 wins. All right. We'll meet in the middle um, again since I had 12 and 5. Carson Wentz and the Colts. Um, I think, again, Carson Wentz has that comeback year uh, that he needs to back with Frank Wright. So now, NFC Beast, Laguza, my favorite division in football. I have the Washington football team winning yet again in the NFC Beast. I got them boys coming out on top. Oh, my goodness. I got Dak Prescott winning comeback player of the year, coming back 30-plus touchdowns, less than 12 interceptions. Defense is a question mark, which is why I only have them at 9-8. and eight. I have the football team also at 9-8. and eight. Uh, They're just – Cowboys are going to do better in the division, in my opinion. See what happens, but it's going to be close. All right, we got to come to some kind of consensus here, Laguza. I'm leaning Washington football team, and I'll make the case here. One okay. of the top defenses, I think a top three defense next year, Jamin Davis has a real shot to win defensive rookie of the year behind that stud defensive line. They improved their secondary, bringing in Will Jackson. Uh, the third, Landon Collins coming back for that secondary as well. And offensively, that's their moneymaker that is improving this season. Ryan Fitzpatrick, when he is a full-time starter, this guy is the Benjamin Button of the National Football League. He just gets better with age. And this is the best cast I think Ryan Fitzpatrick will ever have. Antonio Gibson, my guy Gibby at running back, Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, and Adam Humphreys at wide receiver. And, I mean, it gets deeper than that. And whoa, Logan whoa, Thomas is an underrated tight end as well. Eric Decker, Brandon Marshall, come on. That 10 and 6 team. Nah, I'm, I think we see a 10 and 7 Washington okay. football team. Since it's your show, I'll let you have the number one spot. All right. Take it away. Football team number one. Washington will go a 10 and 7. And then we'll go Cowboys too. And you said uh, nine and eight, correct? Yeah. All right, I like that one. I had Cowboys ten and uh, ten and seven, but we'll go. Excuse me, Cowboys nine and eight. Still could be up there, um, buying for a playoff spot. Number three, I had the New York Giants. I think they take a leap this year. Um, I think the offense with Daniel Jones takes enough of a leap to keep Daniel Jones on the team um, going forward. Maybe he gets a fifth-year option. Uh, but Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney, John Ross coming in at wide receiver, and Saquon Barkley coming back at running back. Um, so record-wise, what are you seeing here uh, from the New York Giants? I've been going 8-9. and nine. I think they're going to make a big jump. They've got one of the most underrated defenses in the NFL. They just signed Leonard Williams long-term, so they got their edge rusher there. Got a stacked receiving room. Evan Ingram's going to obviously have to have a bounce-back year because last year was just not it. You got Kyle Rudolph in there to bring some stability to the position a little bit. But Daniel Jones is really going to have a comeback year. It's not going to be anything special. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, he'll have a good enough season for the Giants to get eight wins, seven, eight wins, somewhere in that range. Um, and hopefully at least keep his job for at least the near future. All right, so number four, we got bringing it in, the Philadelphia Eagles. And with the Eagles, me and Brad Clear, who's been a guest on the show before, 
we have a running theory and bet that at the end of the year, the Eagles will be trading their three first-round picks in next year's draft for Deshaun Watson. So we both think that they're going to have a down year. Uh, we both think that Jalen Hurts just doesn't show enough to be that guy uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that we, we both think that they keep him on board, but they just bring in Deshaun Watson um, to really be their guy. So Eagles, I had going five and twelve um, next Same. season. I had them going five and twelve as well. Finally, Hurts, we reached I think, an agreement, Guza. We have. And I think Jalen Hurts could be a good quarterback in the NFL. It's just the, the team's not good enough yeah. in total to win games. Defense is obviously – defense is solid. I'm not going to lie. The secondary is a little, a little questionable, but the defensive line is not bad. Um, they don't really have anything at the linebacking position. And obviously, other than Devonta Smith at receiver, they don't have much. So Jalen Hurts, he's going to do the best he can, but five wins is pretty much the max. I will say, though, I am excited about Dallas Goddard. Um, You know, if the Eagles finally get a package deal together uh, that ships Zach Ertz out uh, to a new team, (laughs) the Buffalo Bills. Uh, But hopefully, um, you know, there's already they already opened up contract extension talks with Dallas Goddard. He's finally got full reins to be, you know, the tight end of this offense. And I really love tight ends with terrible wide receiver rooms you know darren waller with the raiders tj hawkinson with the lions and dallas goddard with the eagles i think those three guys will have monster years this year and probably end up all three guys being in the top five tight ends in football uh, potentially next season so that's all i gotta say about the philadelphia eagles i don't think they have a very good season upcoming um nick sirianni i think was the most questionable hire of the entire cycle this year outside of obviously david coley um, yeah i was gonna say yeah yeah Other david coley that. with houston texans is stupid um but nick sirianni is right behind them um in my opinion yeah. so last but not least matt and we'll start wrapping it up here the afc east another interesting one uh this one could be a three-way race uh depending on the buffalo bills but i have the bills running away with it yet again, and I have them winning the division at 14-3 and three for Josh Allen and the Bills. I think Josh Allen has an MVP-type season again next year. I have the same thing, 14-3. and three. They're going to run away with it. Uh, they're going to dominate the division as well. I think they'll probably only lose maybe two games. I think one of the Dolphins and one of the Patriots, I think that's pretty much how that's going to go for them. Uh, but no, the Josh Allen, one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the NFL. Stephon Diggs really making a name for himself last year, really catapulting himself into no question top five wide receiver in the NFL. Um, they've got a great team, great defense. They added some big edge rushers in the draft early. Uh, so I'm expecting big things from them. All right, so number two, and this is where I think things get interesting here because we could have Bill Belichick and the Patriots, or we have... Brian Flores and the Miami Dolphins and maybe looking at that face Matt what are we feeling here Miami Dolphins Miami I, Dolphins I, I I can't put the Patriots up there yet with Cam Newton as their starting quarterback I just can't do it so I've got the Dolphins at 10 and 7 I think they're gonna have another good year and they're gonna be fighting for a playoff spot once again uh it's gonna be interesting to see if they actually squeak it out this year uh but I think two is gonna have a big step up again nothing special 
Um, but he's going to have a step up. He's got a good receiving core, adding Will Fuller to that, and Jalen Waddle is going to rekindle that connection there. Great defense. They've made some great moves, and I think they're going to take a step up and possibly squeak into a wild card spot. Yeah, I'm excited uh, to see Tua. I mean, you hear what he said about last year. He wasn't comfortable with the playbook, and he said this year he's much more comfortable with it. I think we see a different Tua Tagovailoa this year and a more confident one within this offense and that defense. Brian Flores will get that unit to being one of the best in football again, you know, top six defense like it was last year. And just division-wise, like you said, if they squeak one out against the Bills, they got the Jets. Uh, that being said, <laughs> but yeah. definitely that Miami has a chance this year um, to, like you said, go another 10-win season. But I think this year, um, the way things will shake out in the AFC and the way it's looking – Looking at right now on the rest of our board, it will be enough uh, to squeak into the playoffs this year. And the Patriots, I have them right behind them at 9-8. and eight. Uh, But like you said, just it's not going to be enough with Cam Newton this year. And next year, I think, could be the year the Patriots get back into the playoffs with Mac Jones. I think Cam Newton starts you know, maybe 9-10 games, and then Mac Jones comes in. I just don't see Bill Belichick being that confident in Mac Jones early on in the season. And he is the quarterback, uh, rookie quarterback we see come in last, in my opinion, with Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and then Mac Jones. Um, I think Mac Jones ends up coming in um, just a little bit later than the other two do. Um, so this year, I have a 9-8 and record uh, for the New England Patriots. And just that team overall with the offseason they had, it's looking a lot better than last year. I believe you know they finished at, I think, seven wins, maybe eight wins. Side of them, you know, just one step above uh, going 9-8. and eight. Yeah, I have them going 8-9. 9-8 nine. Nine is also um, there. It's really going to depend on how Cam Newton plays because obviously their defense has been much improved from last year. Big signings there. Offensive side of the ball, I just don't see enough. I don't see enough. Kendrick Bourne, a wide receiving signing. Like it, it, There were better options, and I think they could have done more to help Cam Newton uh, because as we saw last year, he didn't do much. And even when Mac Jones comes in, you haven't improved it enough. So Julio Jones could be a huge uh, acquisition for them if that were to happen. But I have them going 8-9 and nine, uh, this season. And then there's the Jets. My Jets. I have them going 6-11 and 11 at the best. Um, and for me, you were talking about this earlier, I got Chris Herndon being the breakout tight end at the position this year. I think he could make that step. I think he could. He's got it. Trust me. I believe in him. And he's healthy. I, I have been on that train before, Matt, uh, the Chris Herndon train, and it came back and uh, bit me right in the butt. So, But if you want to take that you know, dance with the bull, you can go ahead and take it. I'm going to take it. When healthy, he was great. So I'm just if he can stay healthy, new quarterback with Zach Wilson, I think he's actually going to lean on him a lot. Uh, this season because uh, he had a great relationship with Matt Bushman at BYU. Uh, so I think he's going to lean on Chris Herndon a lot, uh, but it's going to be interesting. Defense just isn't there yet. We Bless Austin is our number one cornerback. Bless Austin is going to guard Stephon Diggs. Bless Austin is going to cover Will Fuller. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, so it, it's just the defense isn't good enough. Offensive line much improved. Still don't have a number one receiver, but improve that. Zach Wilson could be it. I like the running back room. Not good enough yet. 
and Chris Herndon. I, I I don't know. He could be the breakout star. He could drop 50 passes. I don't know. That's just how the Jets are. Yeah, and uh, with the Jets, I had them. You had six and uh, eleven. I have five and twelve. Um, just yeah. Zach Wilson. You know, at BYU, we never saw the big games. The only big game we saw was that Coastal Carolina game uh, where they lost there. You know, by a few inches, um, right there in the final. You know, yards. Um, where's it? Where that game ended up coming down at? Um, but you go into this year, and Zach Wilson with the New York Jets will start Week One. Um, against yep. you know former Jets quarterback Sam Darnold, like we talked about with the Panthers, uh, but you look at the season that Zach Wilson could have, and the big thing for me is he never had those big games in college and never played the big defenses in college. You look at him with the Jets; he's going to go against Bill Belichick, Sean McDermott, and Brian Flores, three of the Don't top defensive coaches <laughs> in the NFL for six of their games. So, you got to remember though, we got Rob Sala running our defense. And do you think he won't be running a tough decent defensive scheme in practice to prepare him for that? I know we don't have the same players, but I think having this coach here, I'm not saying it's going to pay off this year, but I think having a guy like Rob Sala as our head coach is going to benefit Zach a lot, going to learn a lot uh, about defensive schemes from him. And I think it could help. We'll see. Uh, I'm j- I'm on there um, just like everyone else. Or, I mean, I'm on there just as much as everyone else on the Bob Salah uh, train. I love Bob Salah with the New York Jets. He was the guy to bring that energy to the Jets. And just the other thing, you know, can he get that defense to that level that he's famous for? Because like you said, Les Austin, that number one corner spot, that defense – is not the San Francisco 49ers and the pieces are not there that he had in San Francisco that he now has with the Jets so what you know what can he really do putting that unit together um so I don't know what do you I'm gonna let you make the decision here you're the Jets fan uh so here to tail it out and obviously plan this very accordingly to end with the Jets um, so See, I'll, I'll let you take the reins and give us the record for the Jets. So now, since I am a Jets fan, and since I am most likely very hopeful, I'm going to go with the smaller record, five and eleven or five and twelve, uh, for the actual one that we're going to put up on here. And it, it's just going to be a tough season. Um, I, I've got one game circled on the cal- calendar right now, and that's when we face Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. I'm excited for that. Top two picks in the draft going at it. Um, but no, as you said, with the whole defense situation, we've got a defensive line in Marcus May. That's our defense. We, we don't have anybody really at the linebacking position. Neville Hewitt had a pretty good season last year, but considering the fact that Neville Hewitt is our number one. Oh, CJ Mosley's coming back. CJ Mosley's coming back. That's huge. Forgot about that. Um, we'll see if he can continue. It's been like two years since he's actually played, uh, an NFL game. So that'll be interesting. Uh, but other than that, we don't have anything. So, more despair for me. I'm in misery. All right. So, uh, looking at our board here, Matt, and I'm putting in, obviously, our division winners um, that we have. And now I'm going to start filling in our three wild card teams. Uh, so, the three teams, uh, pretty much just setting out the teams that will be in the playoffs. Okay. And AFC is the easy one. So, Browns, 
Uh, actually, we'll go in order. So Chiefs are the one seed, Bills are the yep. two, Browns are three, and Colts are four. And then yep. we got three 10 and seven teams. We got the Ravens, Chargers, and Dolphins. That will all come down, obviously, to division rankings, strength of schedule, all the tiebreaker scenarios for those three teams. That'll be an interesting three-way tie uh, for those seedings, um, all at 10 and 7. And then in the AFC, the one seed, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we talked about Tackers getting the two seed by division. Uh, record, Rams three seed. Washington football team getting the four seed, winning the division. And then we got the 49ers, 10 and 7. They get the five seed, six seed, the Cowboys at nine and eight. And now we have a tie here. A three-way tie. Actually, no, we got the Cardinals um, at nine and eight. So we're going to have Cardinals in the playoffs. So three teams okay. actually coming out of the NFC West. And are you happy with how that's set up? I'm happy with it. You know, uh, I think the scary thing is I could see if everything goes right for them, I could see all four teams from the NFC West getting into the playoffs. They have the potential. If they come out and do this, if they tie it three and three in the division and outside the division, they all play well. I could see three wild card teams coming from the NFC West. And that, I mean, that could very much be well possible because they did all finish at nine and eight, including the Cowboys. Uh, so those three teams, Cowboys, Cardinals, and Seahawks, that's going to be the decision really of how that turns out. So Seahawks or Cowboys, um, who would you have that final spot? We'll say. See, I, I think it's going to be Cowboys. Uh, mostly the only thing that I'm concerned about is I don't think the Seahawks are going to finish three and three in the division. I think they're going to end up being worse. Yeah. I think they're going to lose to, I, I think they're going to lose both to the Rams. I think they're going to lose one to the 49ers and I see them losing one to the Cardinals. And obviously, depending on how the season goes, they could lose more than that to the Cardinals and Niners. Um, but I, I just I still don't like the Seahawks defense. I don't like Russ's turnover problems that he had late in the season. And the offensive line improved, but not enough. So it'll be interesting to see, but I, I don't have a lot of faith in the Seahawks making it down the stretch. So and my board, um, I actually had... Uh, the Cowboys, the 49ers, and I had New Orleans um, at yep. that seventh spot. Uh, but we came to the consensus with New Orleans. You know, they're there, but not quite um, with Jameis Winston and or Taysom Hill. Um, so I kind of like this a lot better, um, having the Cardinals get in over the Saints based on, you know, how I had it shaken up and how we have it here yep. now. Uh, so I like it. Um, I think it's a good board and a very uh, – reasonable and realistic board um at that that we put together for our divisional rankings so as it plays out you got buccaneers and chiefs yep buccaneers and chiefs i, I mean, could I'd see lo- i'd love to see, see my packers in there yeah. but i think it's i gonna think it's gonna be, gonna be the buccaneers it's possible I'll, I'll tell you it's possible but it, it it's it's gonna be tough yeah i could see the browns and bills getting in before i could see that uh, Packers getting in honestly I would love to see uh, the Browns at least make it um, to the AFC championship game and work out yeah. seating wise to where we have a Chiefs Browns rematch head to head that would be perfect in the AFC championship game and I would love if somehow that were to happen 
Um, so that's all we got, uh, Matt. So thanks for joining the show and breaking down the upcoming NFL schedule with me. It's been a blast and always a pleasure to have you on the show. Of course, love coming on. And you'll definitely be back on from the bench at some point soon. Yep, and go ahead um, and I'll give a shout out. Check out From the Bench uh, podcast and also blog um, with Matt Laguza and his co-host as well. Um, Just give some love to them as well. Check out their content as well. Matt, it's been a pleasure. Until next time, I'll see you later. All right, so that's all we got here on the Solve Sports Show. So thank you all for joining and watching. And if you missed out on any part of this and would like to catch up on it, um, we'll be posting it tomorrow, as always, on our podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Overcast, anywhere you get a podcast, you will find the Solve Sports Show. So I'll make sure that's posted um, tomorrow, around tomorrow morning. Make sure um, it's out on Twitter and you can access it as well. So again, thank you all for joining. That's all we got um here on the nfl you know divisional breakdown and we'll give our slaws main card pick of the week um won't really get in depth of it but we'll definitely make a pick of the week um at least on twitter um if we got a ufc fight tomorrow night haven't dived into it really yet um so i'll make sure to do that tomorrow if there even is one i can't i'm slacking on it um but i'm just loving some nfl stuff as of right now and loving having some guests on like i wanted to do um but that's all we have for this week Thank you all for stopping by, and until next time, peace.